And we're back at the Bait and Switch Podcast Studios, burning the midnight oil, doing some introductions for our podcasts. This week's guest is Mitch Tyke, returning once again. At the time of this recording, Mitch was getting ready to move to upstate New York, so we wanted to have him on the show one last time. As always, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast feeds. In addition, you can find us at baitandswitchpodcast.com, our new website, and of course through our Facebook page, Bait and Switch Podcast. We appreciate all of our listeners, and if you like what you're hearing, please pass us along to your friends. Your podcast starts now. Hola, bienvenidos. This is Richard Wilson. With this podcast, there are no electives. Every program is a prerequisite. The semester is in session. It's season two of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome to the Bait and Switch podcast. Our guest tonight is Mitch Tyke. As always, my co-host is Jim Martin. Hello, everyone. Mitch is the original founding member of the Five Timers Club here at the Bait and Switch Podcast. <laughs> That's right. We have no jacket and no fancy song, Yeah, just so you know. Mitch is the inaugural member here at the Bait and Switch Podcast. Yeah, five times in just a year and a half. <laughs> Mitch was here for his original interview. He also uh, was a guest on our Tour de France preview podcast. After that show was done, we kept our other guest uh, over, which was uh, Jerry Cagle. Mm -hmm. And the two of them did a podcast, so there was his third uh, appearance on our right, show. Right. This is his fourth appearance, but chronologically it'll be his fifth, because between now and then uh, you will hear the second Tour de France preview podcast, <laughs> and we'll be recording that in a couple of weeks' time. I hope that's all clear. So it's a little bit premature. If Mitch somehow has to cancel on that Tour de France, all of a sudden this whole fifth episode thing is for naught. Yeah, Mitch, please show yeah, up. Two weeks. It's only two weeks. <laughs> One reason that uh, Mitch might be uh, a five-timer in going forward and not a six-timer is he's getting ready to leave the area. Mitch, That's true. Uh, tell <laughs> us a little bit about your job change, your life change. <laughs> uh, at the beginning of July, I am taking a job as station manager at North Country Public Radio in northern New York, or as we sometimes refer to it, suburban Canada. Um, and it's a station where I worked for two years in the mid-1990s, mid to late 90s. They've had some folks who were there for 35, 40, 45 years, and uh, the, the founding generation is retiring. Uh, and they approached me to see if I would be interested. It's a terrific place. It's a terrific job. It's a strange time to be making a move with a kid in high school and another kid in middle school and uh, hosting a pretty successful talk show for the last 13 plus years. What, uh, what city is that in? Uh, it's based in a town of 6,000 people called Canton uh, at St. Lawrence University. Uh, is it on the river? It is actually, it's about 20 minutes away from the river. It's in the St. Lawrence Valley. Is that by uh, canoe or is that portage? Or is that <laughs> yeah, it's a long portage. <laughs> you know, it's the part of the United States that is re really rural. I mean, Canton has 6,000 people. The next town up, uh, Potsdam, has about 17,000. And yet you go on the other side of the St. Lawrence River, and you're really in the wealthiest, most populated part of uh, of Canada. You've got right. Ottawa, about 
an hour and 20 minutes from from where I'll be. Um, Montreal is not far away. Uh, and then you move down the river and you get places like Brockville and Kingston and on into Toronto. Yeah, it is. It is ironic that we consider the far north of our country as this wasteland, but to them, it's like Miami in Canada. It's right, the right, exactly. South. <laughs> yes. yeah. Now, you're going back to a place you're familiar with. I am. I lived there, as I said, for two years in the from 96 through 98. Uh, and it was actually two of the most important years in my radio career. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the reason I say that is, you know, sometimes it's a hassle. You got to get to know an area, right? You got to relearn everything, a new address or a new phone potentially, although nowadays we keep our old phone numbers, uh, new zip codes and things like that. I bring this up because Jim, I don't know if you know about this <laughs> about Jim, but Jim's got call it a photographic memory. He, he can <laughs> yeah. remember right. all sorts of things. And strangely enough, one of his things that he's good at is zip codes. Uh, let me throw out a couple at random. Sure, sure. Uh, 53005. Brookfield. Here in Wisconsin. Okay. Here in Wisconsin, yep. Okay. Brookfield. Uh, 90210. <laughs> Beverly Hills. <laughs> See, now he See, knows them is, all. I mean, I, yeah. 13617. Scranton. Close, Canton. <laughs> Canton, that's yeah. what I said. Yes, yes. That's what I said. Check the tape. <laughs> Canton is Scranton with an S. Yeah, that's you know, right. Well, yeah, without well, an S. Right. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. Right. Oh, it, it, the job is program director? What is the it? The job is station manager. Station so, manager. So, uh, you're the head so I'm the boss. Show. Yes. Uh, I'll have a staff of, I think it is 17 people. I know most of their names at this point. Actually, okay. I know all of their names. And it's this their, is a, a radio, is this an NPR thing as well? It is an NPR thing. It is... Um, North Country Public Radio has a system of something like 32 or 35 transmitters and translators all over northern New York, and there's even one in Vermont. So it um, reaches all 25 yeah. people up there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right. One at a time. Each one has yeah, their, their very own, own personal station, transmitter. Right. <laughs> so um, from what I understood from Bonnie, <laughs> WUWM is a Wisconsin NPR affiliate is that right and uh, then uh so this uh north country north country public is, radio is a national one that i'm guessing or no? uh no i mean it's it's the so it's national public radio yeah. in the same way that say nbc or cbs or abc these are all gotcha. national networks and then within the local areas you have local affiliates so TMJ, yeah, yeah tmj is the nbc yeah. affiliate in milwaukee and and channel 58 is the cbs affiliate and wisn is the abc affiliate WUWM is the NPR member station, slightly different terminology, but the NPR member station in Milwaukee. Uh, Wisconsin Public Radio is a statewide network, but within that, they are themselves uh, an affiliate or, you know, a, a network of member stations, also of NPR. Okay. So You talked about how they talked you into this job. So there really wasn't a job interview a typical job oh no it, there really was a job interview okay. um the the backstory to all of this i was there from 96 from the summer of 96 through the summer of 98 in january of 1998 and i hope i have the date right i think it was january 5th 1998 we had this huge ice storm it impacted people in northern new york and in vermont and in new hampshire and maine and across southern ontario and quebec something like five million people lost power including probably 
98% of the listeners of North Country Public Radio. Okay. Um, the beauty to North Country Public Radio is there are places in the Adirondacks that if you're listening to what we would call terrestrial radio, you know, right. the radio on your desk, mm-hmm. we're the only station that you can get. And so 1998, nobody was listening to, to radio on the internet at that point, or very few people were. Sure. Uh, and without power, that was kind of irrelevant because nobody could power their computers. And so there were people that had no power for like three weeks. And at the time, I was single. I was dating the woman I ended up marrying, uh, but she was living in Washington, D.C. You had to break up with her to marry her. Right, right, exactly. No longer my girlfriend. That must have been traumatic. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Did you just say, honey, we're breaking up? Yeah. (laughs) Do you want to get married? Yeah. Uh, you shouldn't have done it there. That's right? another good story, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah. I'm in the middle of this story, so I won't digress from the digression. <laughs> yeah. um, I had nobody back home, uh, and I had no power and no hot water, and um, so there was no reason for me to stay in my apartment. I moved into the radio station for eight nights, nine days, eight nights, uh, on the floor of my radio, uh, the radio station in my office in a sleeping bag, which we put on top of some soundproofing insulation so it was a little softer on the floor. Sure. Uh, but we would go out and, and reinvent the radio station every day because we didn't have the power. We were powered by two generators at the station and one you know, like enormous generator, generator out of the transmitter. And, you know, it was essentially about like telling people, you know, where can you get a hot meal today or right. where is their diesel fuel or where can you get firewood or where is the emergency shelter open? And in the evenings... We like opened the phone lines and just talked to people who were in their dark, cold houses sitting around their wood stoves. And at one point, my mom called uh, oh, just wow. to check up on me. And we put her on the air. And then sure. she was on the air every night that we were on. <laughs> she um, got her whole segment after her. It was like David Letterman's mom. Yeah, right. yes. It was a very memorable time for you. It was a memorable time for me. And that was the thing. It's like um, I always saw it as the time when I really understood how important a radio station could be to its listeners. And so, you know, since 1998, kind of every time I was at a job interview or somebody was asking me about why I'm in this business, I would tell that story. And what I had never realized was it wasn't just an important story to my career. It was a super important story to the history of the station, which went on to do really big things after I left. And it's an important moment in the history of the North Country itself. Mm-hmm. And okay. so that was the biggest eye-opener was that this eight days, early two weeks, that was an important part of my career was the most important two weeks in the history of this radio station. It's, it's sure. kind of like the football team that has the star quarterback that wins them the Super Bowl, and then five years later, they bring him back as head coach. Yeah. You're kind yeah. of that there guy. There you go. The, uh, this reminds me a little bit of like a plane crash. Right, a survivor's right, of a plane right. crash, right? Like where there's, you know, there's a moment where you these tragic things you bond when you go through it together. It's a shared sacrifice, and, right? Exactly, exactly. And kind of like the movie that. Speed. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just like the yeah. people Speed, on the bus right. were bonded forever. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they fell in love. Yeah. I was thinking you were talking jobs and job interviews. They've got those cliched questions, right? <laughs> where do you want and to be you in go five in. years? And um, <laughs> yeah. when I was doing these job interviews when I was younger, you didn't quite understand what the questions were getting at. And so <laughs> a lot of times the answers I gave weren't the best. A potential boss of mine asked me what my greatest strength was. And I said, I'd say my glutes or maybe my core. Right, right. I don't know if sure, that's what he was sure, getting yeah, at. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Well, I can bench 220. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I didn't get the job. And then they say, what's your biggest weakness? 
Now, if you're Superman, should you really volunteer the whole thing about kryptonite? I don't know if that's... <laughs> that's that's like point. giving out right, your social right. security number. Point. And that's what you yeah. fall back on. I care too much. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I work too hard. I work what, too hard. Right. What is exactly. your greatest weakness? I don't say no. I uh, Too much, too big of a heart. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. I was like when they say, do you have any questions? And I think you got to prepare better. You know, right, I, right. why do I have to fill in for you? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. What, what is going to do your job for you? Yeah, right, right. Exactly. This uh, this one job interview it was a, a, a woman that was interviewing me, and she said, "You know, where do you see yourself in five years?" And I said, "Married to you." You know, the whole picket fence thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, right. she didn't like Dog, that. I didn't no. get the job either. No. Yeah, that one either. No. You know, I went to, a, and this is a, this is actually a real story. I went to an interview once when I was uh, in college, and it was for an internship. I was looking for more money, basically, than what they were what they were offering, and so then the guy asked me, "Well, um, well, you know, why should we hire you?" And I, I, t- I told him, uh, <laughs> "Well, you can't afford not to." That was my first uh, deny letter, or whatever. My first uh, what is it? What is the letter called when you get rejection? It? I believe. Re- yes, yeah. that was my first rejection letter. Right, exactly. Somebody asked me that. Where do you see yourself in five years? And I said. Well, it's Tuesday, so I think I'll be at the gym. Uh, <laughs> right. I, you know, I'm a very, I'm a creature of habit. I, 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 is this five years from today? Is it going to be daylight savings time right. or not? Leap year. What do you matter. think? Yeah. I, I will say. So we're in the process of you know trying to straighten the house up and and get it in a you know. Long story short, we're going through stuff in the basement, and I come across a box, and I'm wondering you know why I kept ninety percent of the stuff in this box, but one of the things that I kept was a pair of rejection letters, and I will not name the public radio uh, station. This is from 15 years ago. Okay. Um, and one of them, the, the first one, and it says, you know, thank you for applying for the job of director of radio. You know, we were impressed with your credentials. We enjoyed meeting you at the interview, um, but we decided uh, to go in a different direction, and you did not get the job. The second letter comes with a sticky note attached oh. and says – Please disregard the first letter. We got the job title wrong. Please take this as your rejection letter. <laughs> <laughs> so you technically got I may denied. have gotten the job and they they may have just wondered you why got I didn't denied show up. Yeah, right. twice up. for the same job. Yes. Wow. Yes. Right. That's uh, it's like it's swinging twice at the same pitch. Yeah. Apparently yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do they count that as two strikes if you swing twice at the same pitch in, in baseball? In Bugs Bunny they did. They, yeah, I remember strike that, one, yeah. strike two, strike three, you're out. <laughs> yeah. I uh the, the one other question I remember from a job interview I had and this guy I didn't really particularly like him. He said, uh, how do you handle conflict? And I said, you know, is there a problem here? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Because you know, I handle conflict yeah, pretty, right. pretty dang well, mister. Yeah, are you what looking are you? at me? <laughs> uh, again, I didn't get that job. It's another one. Huh? Like nice. a Monty Python argument clinic. <laughs> or what, uh, you know, what I thought, I was watching Star Wars uh-huh. and Attican Skywalker. Anakin. Anakin? Anakin. Attican. Attican is like the the, the To Kill a Mockingbird. Right, I was going to say, yeah, right. Attican. Say his name for me. Anakin. On his resume, should he put on there that he's got experience with the dark side? Do you keep that off? Is that one of his weaknesses? They say, which one of your weaknesses? Well, I'm easily turned to the dark side. Really? boy. But I was watching TV the other day. Actually, it wasn't the other day. This, for the purposes of the joke, it was the other day. But uh, for, uh, <laughs> for in reality, it was a, a decade ago or more. They had a show on called K9 to 5. Have you ever seen that? I, no. no, I don't think so. No. It's a clever so name. They, yeah, it was about dogs that had jobs. Yeah. I thought, you know, if you're unemployed <laughs> and you're watching this, 
you're thinking that dog's got right, a job right, exactly. and I don't. <laughs> Did the suicide rate go up substantially when that joke came out? That's got to be tough. Yeah, right. at home oh, yeah. And... Jeez, the dog's <laughs> Actually, the dog in the show was pulling down two jobs. <laughs> get, get <a> night job. <laughs> right. I'm out there busting my home trying to find a job. You know, in that interview for the dog, did they let him bring his owner in? Or was that like bringing in a ringer? <laughs> you know, they've even got dogs. Uh, they call them like working dogs. You've seen they got uh-huh. sporting dogs and working dogs. And, and then they've got a class, which is kind of a diss. They call them non-sporting. What is <laughs> that? Why do they have to put it down? They're very it's peaceful. Like, <laughs> they're like the hippies of the dogs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the other dogs are like characterized by what they do. Sure. These are characterized by what they don't do. They, don't, yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they just have, they, they, they hang out. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. There. Dogs yeah, who like to watch TV. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, couch potato dogs. Yeah, right. yeah. Do you have a dog that does a job, Mitch? Uh, I do not have a dog, although I, I will admit that we may have tried to soften the blow of the move by telling our children we will get a dog. We will or, get a or, dog, or, or, or perhaps or, we will get a dog. Uh, well, uh, either a dog or Hulu. Oh, okay. or maybe a dog named Hulu. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, when this podcast comes out, we might have this dog already. We might. Right. I think that I think the dog will come along once we once once we settle all of us out in northern New York. Yeah, I was going to say you're not going to you're not going to saddle the. Yeah, uh, Gretchen, Gretchen and the kids, the family right, exactly. with the dog. Here's a dog, too, by the way, right, puppy. Getting, and getting the house ready. Chew, and, yeah, chewing stuff up and pooping yeah, all over yeah, the place. Right. Yeah, right, you can right. always tell when the kids name the dog, right? It's like oh, yeah. Sniffy or something like that. <laughs> I, this is a true story, which I just thought of, and this is not for the purposes of the... This actually happened not too long ago. <laughs> I had a guy. I had a guy who I went out to say goodbye to him, and his dog was in the car, and the window was open, and I approached the dog. I said, what is the name of your dog? And he says, and I quote, bitey. <laughs> and I pulled my hand away, and that dog lunged at me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That's a bitey. self-fulfilling it's a prophecy. a case where, they're right, they name the dog after after what it does, which right. I get, you know. Yeah. You'd rather have it be unsporting, right, unbitey. Right, right, right. Yeah. Un- it's unbitey. Jim, yeah. you, might Gummo. Remember, <laughs> you might remember a dog I had, Freddie. Freddie was yeah. Freddie was old. Freddie got to be eighteen. Always old, it seemed like he was right? always old. But he, yeah. yeah, but he. Yeah. And when he got to be eighteen, I kicked him out of the house. I said, "Time to you know, right. freeloader, make it a job." Own. Right, right. I yeah. think he's out there. I think I saw him working at a bar. Yeah, eighteen times K nine to five. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe he's still out there. Yeah, he might be out there. Yeah, I just, yeah. you know, he had that little like the hobos. They got sure. the stick. Yeah. And yeah. The... He, I remember as he was walking away, he kind of looked back wistfully. Yeah. Right? And, and you said, "Go on." Of course, you know, dogs do have a job. You always say, "Go out and do your job." Right. 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 And uh, you know what? Quite frankly, <laughs> right, I wish right, they right. didn't. Do your do your business, isn't it? Yes. That's an easy job. That's in fact, you know what? I got two jobs now. I think about it. I got that one and my regular job. Yeah, that's right. That's true. One thing I thought about, next job I want, is I want a job that has an Oval Office. No, there's the one job that's got an Oval right. Office. Sure. But I sure. think an Oval the Office dentist. would be good because <laughs> den- your dentist has an Oval yeah, Office. Dentist, you got an Oval Office, don't they? <laughs> but but, but uh, an Oval Office is good because when you vacuum, there's no corners. Well, that's a good point. Good. That's, probably, that's, why good point. that's probably why they did it. That's probably why they did it. Efficiency. Viral. Or would you do it around the edges and then go straight lines back and forth? How would you vacuum that one? How do you uh, mow your lawn? Here's the problem. Do you do diagonals? Or? I don't do diagonals. And, mm. and I don't – I think the diagonals look nice. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I'm stuck back in the days when you didn't have a mulching mower and you had to shoot. Mm-hmm. So what you had to do is you had to go one direction – 
Uh, you had to go clockwise no. because the chute was on the right. So oh, I thought it was because Northern Hemisphere. Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> right. Australia, yeah, sure. The Southern Australia Hemisphere. Australia, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. um, but, but so you would push the grass, shoot the grass out into the grass, and then then you had to turn around so you weren't mowing the same grass twice is what it was. Mm-hmm. And now I had this phenomenal mower, which doesn't have any shoot on the side of it. It's a, it's a green works battery powered phenomenal. Uh, I have a, volts. I have a battery powered and, uh, what is it? The, uh, the sun Joe, I think sun Joe, okay. it weighs like three pounds. Yeah. And the best part nothing. about it, my son can push it. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's well. And I got this thing last year and I thought, wow, this is going to be, I thought it was going to be heavy. This is like 60 pound shipping, you know, whatever. Mm. My other lawnmower must be like 90 pounds then because this is nothing. But yeah, like you said, and the other beauty, beautiful part of it is in terms of son or wife. Right. Uh, is that you just, dog, pre- dog could do yeah. it. <laughs> right. you, just, yeah. you, just, you just press the button and you pull the handle yeah. and it starts. You yeah. don't have to do no, the, right. the gas. And no the mixing the, the oil, oil and gas. Right. None of that stuff. Right? Yeah, well, right. And, and well, and the best part is my son, I, I don't know about yours, but my son is at the perfect age where it's still a novelty to him. So I say, go out and mow the lawn. He's like, can I mow the yes. lawn? Yeah. Yes. Well, it's back to being a novelty for me with the new mower right. now. I'm like, yes, I get to mow the lawn. And my, he's a begging you. Your he, son. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah, can I mow the lawn? No, get him. Kick him off. Get away. Get away. No, when I, that was actually, lawnmower was Theo's one of Theo's first words. He was fascinated huh. when I would go do the the lawn. He would sit there and he would laugh and mow more, mow more. <laughs> like, you, sh- you should work on your relationship with your kid. Yeah, right. if it's mama, lawnmower, and then dada, right, right. It's yeah, a problem. It was the dog probably came first too, right? Yeah, Allie, you should listen Allie to uh, Cats in the Cradle. Just listen to that once. <laughs> <laughs> worst song in the history of music. And uh, <laughs> that wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald too. Yeah, throw that in there too. That might get you uh, some hints. You know these. Yeah. Uh, vacuums the commercials they have yeah they show them pick up things like m&ms oh yeah it's not lint, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. it's m&ms yeah i'm eating those m&ms yeah, right. <laughs> right right they hit the ground i mean there's they're not sticking nothing sticking to them right they get the outer candy coating the five second rule m&ms it's like five day rule right. i'd say it, yeah, well yeah and and so oval office roomba right i mean a roomba yeah. would totally oh, yeah. take care of that i wonder um if it would get confused because mm, it's just it, like yeah. one big circle. Like, what Too do easy. I do now? Right, just what go around the, yeah. the perimeter what, the whole what? time. Yeah, just yeah. the Roomba probably still thinks I'm in like training mode. You know, let me at them. I, yeah. I can do right, the square right. rooms. Right. <laughs> right. You, can, you can stop with stop with the circle rooms now. Yeah, stop being yeah. yeah. me. You know? Right, right. He's talking to the other Roombas. Like it's ridiculous. They just keep putting me in the circle rooms. See the Roomba with a presidential seal on it. Yeah, right. You don't trust me. You know, just budget cuts. You know, we'll just get a Roomba. We don't need somebody cleaning. Laid off the whole housekeeping staff. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get the Roomba. We'll get two of them. Actually, what the heck? I think uh, originally, I think vacuum cleaners were developed in the Oval Office. Hoover, President Hoover. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd say forget the tinkering on vacuuming and work on the economy. We had the whole Great Depression thing. But he nailed the vacuum. His <laughs> presidency know, sucked, really. Right, exactly. <laughs> Except for the vacuum. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eureka. That's what right? I you're, yeah. you're, That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> that was an option. That was a competitor yeah. later. There's yeah, no yeah. Roosevelt vacuum, right? Yeah. No, no. And no. that's why we've never had a president named Dyson either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Good point. Dyson. I mean, yeah. Dyson to me strikes me as some. Low rent Bond villain, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Yes, exactly. Him and Elon Musk, you know, right. another guy. Oh, yeah. Right. It yeah, was like it was true. like Goldfinger with a with a giant laser pointed at uh, at Sean Connery's crotch. Imagine what that would have been if it were a giant vacuum. Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's got the it's got the, uh, the the cyclonic. Cyclonic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Cy- that. Cyclonic. The cyclonic thing that could be what's yeah, gonna right. that's gonna kill the Earth, right? And right. Bond's oh, yeah. gotta yeah. stop him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The cyclonic action. No. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
you know, there goes I, your next sponsor deal, by the way. I'm worried, I'm worried about this Elon Musk. He's a villain in the making. He's not digging tunnels. He's making a lair. A lair, yeah, you're lair right. exactly. You're yeah. right. It's an evil lair. <laughs> he's not. He's not making some new subway. No. There's something going <laughs> on down there. And he's got his fancy cars. Yeah. You know that goes zero to sixty in like half a second. And his SpaceX thing. Yeah. Sp- yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's got that vague accent. That where the hell is coming from? Yeah, I don't know. He's named Elon for God's sake. Yeah. Right, Elon. <laughs> Elon Musk. You don't have to change <laughs> the name. Right, right. No, not at all. That's no. a villain's name. Elon Musk. It's either a villain's name or a cologne. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. What's right. that you're wearing? Oh, it's right. Elon Musk. It's, this is Elon Musk. <laughs> There's yes, another really. guy that's branching out you? too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. You know, cars, tunnels, spaceships, yeah. cologne, cologne, <laughs> PayPal. Was he a PayPal? Was he a PayPal? PayPal? Guy? I don't think no. he was the PayPal. No, uh, no, somebody was else was the PayPal. It was a uh, oh, I forget what the PayPal woman's name is. Yeah, but Sa- I, didn't Sabre, he make his name with PayPal? Sure. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know, I want to go back to this presidency thing though with the vacuum cleaner, just for a second to point out that you 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 pointed out that there's no Roosevelt vacuum. However, there's a teddy bear. Here's Hoover spending his good time coming up with something really cool, like a right. vacuum. It's going to be really helpful. And here's Roosevelt like kicking back with a fluffy bear. There, I don't know. Did he but... get on Mount Rushmore? Yes, with the teddy bear. I put. Yes, Hoover that's up why there. he was on my. I think that is exactly <laughs> yeah. why he's on. Well, Mount because Rushmore, of the teddy right? bear. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I believe uh, Teddy Roosevelt was shot here in Milwaukee. Do you remember? Yes, you I think that? that's right. He was yep. uh, one of the. Well, I shouldn't say one of the original third party guys, uh, but he was in the Bull Moose. Bull Moose party. party yep. Yep. Who was the uh, president that <laughs> he took the, over after because uh, he was shot? Uh, William McKinley. Yeah, and he was shot 19, in. He was shot in uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, New the York. Back. Yeah. Yep. Upstate. Yeah, shot in the back. Yeah. <laughs> upstate, but not as upstate as Canton. Thank you. Uh, by an anarchist. I was talking I about the location, the, the, the geographical <laughs> oh, location. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. McKinley, McKinley, and then you got Roosevelt, and after Roosevelt, Taft. Uh, Taft, uh, Coolidge as well. After that, Coolidge right? Coolidge is in there. Yeah. Yep. Coolidge and the gang. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. yep, I know. I'm familiar. <laughs> but anyway, one last thing I want to say before we break here for the half, which is we need to watch Elon Musk. I think he's head of some new Spectre type agency. <laughs> sure. And this, for sure. This tunnel that he's digging under LA is going to be the focal point of where we have to send men in and repelling down holes and ropes to <laughs> yeah. thwart this invasion or thwart Jump suited men. Yeah. The yeah. same color, yeah. so you can tell who the bad guys are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's going to be a lot of uh, vents. Yeah, a lot of vents. That's what you, uh, yeah. you got yep. into that yep. one time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you like the vents. That would be a good vent movie. And yeah. and then there's the, there has to be the bomb with the uh, with a timing device with a very large LED right. display beep, that's counting beep. down. Beep. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and somebody laughing. <laughs> and, you know, instead of just shooting the guys, right. get away from the bomb. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, let's have a countdown here to the end of the first half. Sure. Five, yeah. four, three, beep. two, beep, one. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast when we give out more of our culinary expertise. What is rhubarb, anyway? Is it a is it a root? Is, is it? it a, I don't know. It's got yeah. poisonous leaves. I mean, why does anybody eat this yeah. garbage? It's terrible. Do you like rhubarb? No, no, I hate rhubarb. Supposedly, strawberry rhubarb anything is supposed to be good, but uh, right. You, but I say anything you put rhubarb with, yeah. it just wrecks it. What is it like? Um, like weird celery? What is it? It is. Yeah, it's like, right. It's exactly. like bitter. It doesn't have. It. People say, well, you put sugar on it. Well, let. What the, you put you sugar, put sugar, put sugar on a rock. And right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow, this is crunchy. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, delicious. And lots of, lots like of minerals. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.